When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Star jockey Claire Lindop, one of SEN's own as well, about this developing story in racing uh, surrounding uh, the time start for track work. She's been good enough to join us on the line. Happy New Year, Claire. Happy New Year to you, Julian. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, great to chat. Uh, just okay, you hear this question so often when uh, people that aren't close supporters of racing say, why the hell is track work so early? Um, traditionally, can you just explain to people why this has been the case? Yeah, well, I don't think anyone has one exact answer for you. I don't have an absolute silver bullet explanation. But traditionally, I believe um, it was because, uh, you know, you particularly the kings and queens and lords had horses, uh, race horses. Um, the farmers would work the horses before they got off the rest of their um, day, day's work. Um, but I probably would explain that now in modern times there is benefits to working horses early. Um, for example, if you look at the Olympic swimmers routines, we always start early and do a morning session uh, and then in the afternoon they might do another light training session. So generally speaking, the horses are worked again in the afternoon. And that might be a swim or just a, uh, a walk or that kind of thing. So you do have that chance to look at your horse as an athlete. Um, and in the afternoon, you might have a vet or a farrier or, you know, a seuss or chiropractor or something else happen to the animal. So you do work it in the morning, see how it recovers for the day. But in saying that, there's absolutely no reason why it has to be as early as what we're doing. I probably agree with that. Yeah, so Chris Waller has been really big on this. So just reading an article uh with quotes from him yesterday saying, you know, burnout is a real factor uh, in this industry. You know, why would any parent want their, their child getting involved mm-hmm. in racing when they've got to start work uh, at three o'clock in the morning? Because of this, it's becoming really hard to attract uh, people that want to work into the sport. And there's also talk about, you know, improved conditions uh, for stable hands and as part of this as well. So just from, from your experience and like all, you know, great jockeys, you would have spent years doing morning uh, track works. <laughs> How tough was it? sort of mentally yeah. and physically, these early starts, and then, as you say, you're going on and racing later in the day as well. Yeah, I've had uh, very experiences everywhere I started. I started in Warrnambool, Country Victoria, and there's no race course lights, really, at that stage. Um, this is the early 90s. So r- track work didn't really start until daylight. So I had the introduction to racing where I used to get to the stables at 6am, and the time I took horses to the track, um, used to float them to the tracks in the country area that we were in, um, you know, it was 6.30, 7 o'clock. So it was actually reasonable. Um, and so my introduction to racing and why I did love it and enjoy it was that it wasn't such a crazy start time. Um, and so I don't think a lot of the country tracks do start earlier. Uh, sorry, a little bit later. and um, But they also finish later. So I was doing sort of um, 6 to 12 o'clock. And then again in the afternoon, you do the afternoon shift. It might be from 3 to 5 or from 2 to 6, depending on how many horses your stable has. Um, but when you're talking the volumes of metropolitan tracks and the amount of horses that big stables have, that's when the time factor becomes important. And every horse takes, um, uh, you know, up to half an hour to have it, or half an hour to an hour to work. 
So you have to have a number of staff to get through all of those horses. So that's kind of where they start earlier and earlier. And the dearth of um, skilled track work riders and skilled people to handle the horses is causing people to start earlier and work longer to get that amount of work done. So our industry definitely does need more participants involved. And I guess probably what COVID has done, it also has stopped itinerant workers. We used to have a lot of backpackers come through and there'd always be uh, stable jobs, you know, just for backpackers who just want some money. Um, you know, obviously not a career in racing, but they're just coming through and happy to get some, some wages uh, working in stables. Um, and that's something our industry's probably knows we lack too, I think, in this last 12 months or so. So, yeah, I think we are crying out for workers, and that's probably why there's a very new push again to actually have different hours to attract people into industry. And I totally agree, burnout's a massive factor. Um, just to give you an example, as a jockey in Adelaide, um, it's not quite as uh, crazy hours, which happens at 4.30 a.m. So you'll be turning up at the track, you know, 4.15 a.m., um, and... Jump on a couple of horses and it takes, you know, 15, 20 minutes to ride each horse. If you just jump on and off, your feet hardly touch the ground, all horses all morning. You're getting home at sort of, you know, 7.30 to 8.30 in the morning. Um, and then on a race day, that's when you get off to the races. So in South Australia, you want to race three or four times a week. So I guess then it comes the issue with the, the jockeys or uh, traffic riders are going to the races. Um, is there enough staff left at home in the stables to finish to um, horses who aren't racing or their workouts and routines. So that's where we're saying um, we possibly don't have enough staff to manage not working early. So what comes first, chicken or the egg kind yeah. of situation with that. Has it, yeah. be- has it become even a bigger problem? We're speaking to Claire Lindop, uh, champion jockey, about this industry push within horse racing to push back the time uh, for the start of track work. Has it become an, an even bigger issue now? Because we're seeing more and more twilight meetings. We're seeing more and more night meetings. And therefore, for a whole range of people in the industry, it, there's some pretty quick turnarounds as well. Absolutely. You're spot on there by saying that the nature of the job has probably changed and evolved, particularly in the last 10 years. Um, as far as the race day, even, you know, all Sunday racing now, which is, you know, like I started, we'd never had Sunday races. So therefore then the job description probably needs to change on the other end, which it hasn't done. And even our apprentice system's a little bit of um, still the old kind of uh, system. We haven't really changed um, to suit modern times. Absolutely agree with, with that sort of suggestion with the night racing, et cetera, um, really putting pressure on staff numbers. Absolutely. Is it something and that... Also, I think sorry. it's really... Sorry. There you go. There okay. you go. I was going to say, is it something that, that has to be regulated by the industry? Otherwise, you'll have certain, you know, trainers that will want to still start at 3 o'clock or 3.30 in the morning. Is it something that, that has to be regulated by the industry to make sure that, that everyone is doing track work at, you know, starting at a certain time or they can't start before a certain time? Well, I think individually tracks now have um, their own start times um, and it's probably got a lot to do with track maintenance as well and how they can keep on top of that. Um, so you're, t- you're talking, you know, about five, five, six hours of horses working to get through each track and then after that it's probably five or six hours to all of maintenance to do. So that needs to be looked at as well. But I would think that unless it becomes regulated hours, um, start time, you're still going to have people wanting to just get in that bit early and, uh, you know, sneakily, um, you know, the old tradition of working horses before the towers are out there as well, watching the horses um, in the track work, that used to be something that went on. Um, but I think if everything becomes regulated as far as, you know, tracks don't open till six, 
manage your staff aren't arriving at stables. They're still arriving at stables an hour prior to the track opening. Yeah. So they're still getting to work at five. But I think there's a massive difference between getting to work at five than getting to work at three. And, and I think now there's even been more studies and your show at the end is obviously really revolved around football as well. And I think there's been massive studies on the performance of footballers and sleep and recovery. And that's something that I think staff fatigue is something that I think really needs to be put paramount for with health and safety issues. And also, we're dealing with animals. Um, and I personally believe that working with animals and racehorses of this nature is akin to working with kindergarten kids or, or, or children. <laughs> and it's so important that the staff, um, you know, have their patience and know what's, what's about them. Um, every day, it's, it's, it's new challenge and it, it can be some really nasty accidents if people aren't on their, um, you know, on their toes with, um, with horses and in a disabled environment. So for me personally, I would welcome um, hours being more regulated um, and maybe we need to be able to attract new staff into the industry to help support that. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm sort of rambling a bit, but no. just to touch on the European model. Yep. Yeah, that's a little bit similar. They, um, some of the places I've worked in England, they actually don't start till 7am in the morning. But then they have a shift, so the 7am workers will come in until about 1pm in the afternoon. They have a break for mid-morning breakfast. Uh, and then the afternoon shift comes. So you've actually got two different lots of staff. You also have different staff who go to the races. And when when um, staff take horses to the races, uh, and particularly in England if it's a long journey, they generally stay overnight with a horse. Horses stabled on the course overnight and then comes back the next day. So it's just a different um, industry. And certainly... There is other examples out there of how it could work. Yeah, that, that's an interesting way that they do it over there. You mentioned before in one of your previous answers about burnout, and, and you absolutely agree with Chris Waller that burnout is a real issue for the racing industry. I mean, I'm sure you must have seen a lot of people in your industry that, that did suffer burnout and, and potentially were, were lost to the industry altogether. Well, it's a physically demanding job. Riding horses, I think um, the art of track work is um, something that's, I don't know if it's quite given enough um, respect in our industry, to be perfectly honest. So we have, you see, constantly advertising for people who can ride gallops and times. And I think um, some of the larger stables have very good jockeys now who are just paid to ride track work. And I think that's becoming more and more of a job description that they're actually professional track work riders. Um, and I think that's really hard to get um, great riders. But it's a physically demanding job. And the hours that they keep, it's hard to have... Um, a family life and social life as well. And that, those two don't really gel that well. So I guess that's a challenge. And there's other industries that would face similar um, challenges. So I don't mean to sort of um, think that we're one alone. But how we handle that as an industry is becoming, it's really starting to affect staff and relations. So it's something that we really have to look at as, a, as an issue. We don't have enough. If you think about Australia, there's only about 700 licensed jockeys out of the whole of Australia. It's actually not that many. No, it's not so that many. That surprised me there's actually that work, low. Work, yeah. Work with that. Mm. yeah, and I yeah. guess the, the more we're learning too about mental health, uh, you know, these, these are important issues about work-life balance and, you know, working under fatigue and all these things. Just finally, before I let you go on, a, I guess, a more uh, a positive note, it, uh, it's only early in 2021, very early, but uh, the early signs are Jamie Carr is set for a big 2021. What have you made of uh, her early season form and uh, particularly what she's done in not only the last few weeks, but recent months as well. Oh, I'm absolutely really proud of her. Yeah, really think she's, obviously, there's not many, um, how much, how can you describe her performance? I mean, everyone's um, on her bandwagon now, but I've been a big fan of Jamie for years. Um, 
and she's taken a little while to mature as a writer, but it's been um, really good that she's sort of um, had that time away when she was younger and come back to it, and she's really taking taking a well by storm, really, and it'd be good to see what she does going forward. And, um, yeah, I look forward to writing, seeing her ride her next group one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, she is absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, Claire, thank you so much for your time. Uh, a lot of what you made you said there about the issue uh, makes a lot of sense and we'll follow the story very closely. Thanks for your time on SEN today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.